So, as I say, welcome to St Thomas's this morning, the start of a new working week. Uh, not as nice as it has been. As I look out of the window, it's, it's quite dull, but I'm sure we can change that as we worship the Lord. Once again, I'll be using Common Prayer, which you can find at commonprayer.net. And this morning's reading is from John's Gospel, chapter 21, verses 15 to 22. O Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you, as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be for ever. Amen. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Our eyes are turned to you, O Lord. Our eyes are turned to you. And this morning we have Psalm 141, verse 1, and then verses 3 to 6. O Lord, I call to you. Come to me quickly. Hear my voice when I cry to you. Set a watch before my mouth, O Lord and guard the door of my lips. Let not my heart incline to any evil thing. Let me not be occupied in wickedness with evildoers, nor eat of their choice foods. Let the righteous smite me in friendly rebuke. Let not the oil of the unrighteous anoint my head. For my prayer is continually against their wicked deeds. Let their rulers be overthrown in stony places, that they may know my words are true. Our eyes are turned to you, O Lord. Our eyes are turned to you. This morning's reading focuses on um, the commissioning of St. Peter. Uh, that lovely passage. I, I hope you are you know, encouraged and uplifted by this morning's passage. So here we are, John 21, verses 15 to 22. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my lambs. Again Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. 
Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. So, just a little context. Um, this is that wonderful time when uh, Peter and his friends have been fishing all night and caught nothing. And then in the early morning, they saw Jesus on the beach and, and Jesus was cooking fish for them. And it just made me think, what could be better than breakfast on the beach? If you saw those pictures from Bournemouth last week, it was awful, wasn't it? But what could be better than breakfast on the beach with Jesus? Wow, fantastic. Breakfast barbecue with the Lord. But of course, there's far more to it than that, isn't there? Uh, the thing that stood out for me in this is, yes, Jesus is going to commission Peter to do more work for him. But first, there's a barrier that needs to be overcome. Peter's failure when he denied Jesus three times, mirrored by, perhaps here, Jesus asking Peter three times, do you love me? And what this whole passage says to me is, um, with God, is failure final? Or is there always, always that opportunity of forgiveness? And with the forgiveness, a further opportunity for service. And for me, at the, at the heart of this passage, and there's such a lot in this passage, being written by John, it's got so many layers in it. Uh, but I want to pick up on just, I suppose, one big thing that strikes me. And that's the question that Jesus asks, do you love me? And everything flowing from that. And coming out of that, the invitation to follow Jesus. And if you recall, that's how it all started, perhaps on this same stretch of beach. It's in Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 42, when Jesus was walking along the shore and said to Peter, follow me. And now everything has come full circle. And Jesus asks that question, do you love me? And I don't know about you, but I detected a, a change in Peter's response in his, in his answer to Jesus. Do you recall on the night of Jesus' arrest, when Peter was really assertive, we might say boastful perhaps. Do you remember in Matthew's Gospel when he said, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. And within a few hours, of course, he had. And now, just a few weeks later, 
There's no pride, no boastfulness in Peter's reply. He hands it over to Jesus now, doesn't he? And says, you know I love you. Jesus knows everything there is to know about us. And certainly I get a sense of humility now in Peter's response. And I think that same question hangs there for us to ponder today. Do we love Jesus? What does that mean for us today and in the weeks to come? How will we work that out in our daily lives? And how will we respond to the, to the works that God has prepared for us? Perhaps a few things to ponder today as we recall that wonderful, wonderful passage that Jesus prepares Peter to go out and to become uh, the rock who would do so much. Amen. Our eyes are turned to you, O Lord. Our eyes are turned to you. Archbishop Desmond Tutu, a leader in South Africa's struggle against apartheid, wrote, The first law of our being is that we are set in a delicate network of interdependence with our fellow human beings and with the rest of God's creation. Isn't that wonderful? Wonderful words from Archbishop Tutu. We are set in a delicate network of interdependence with our fellow human beings and with the rest of God's creation. As we come to our time of prayer, time to make our intercessions to the Lord, I must apologise, um, I don't have any stream of comments this morning. Something has obviously gone wrong and nothing is showing. But please, could I encourage you, uh, do still type in the comments box your prayers, the things that are on your heart that you want to pray about and that you would like to share with others, that others can pray with you and bring to the Lord. So shall we pray? Lord, we give you thanks for the privilege of being able to come together, of being able to join even though we're separated, to join in fellowship and to join in worship. And we ask, Lord, that you will hear our prayers this morning as we lay them before you, as we lay our concerns and our petitions before you. And we thank you, Lord, that we can be confident that you will hear and you will respond. Amen.
And so this morning, perhaps we could, we could pray for those places in the world that are still being so badly affected by coronavirus. As the statistics that have come out of reported cases across the world, which are absolutely staggering. And as we hear about spikes in this country, in Leicester, in Wales, Shall we commit that to the Lord now in prayer? Lord, we bring to you the issues that there are around the continuing spread and growth of coronavirus. And we pray for all places where it's not yet under control. We pray for those places in this country that are experiencing uh, fresh outbreaks of the virus. We pray that they can be brought under control as quickly as possible, Lord. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. And perhaps we could pray also for our government. As big, important decisions are made on almost on a daily basis about how we can bring the country out of the lockdown and, and to do it safely. And sadly, um, as we've seen in the news over the last days, the way people have responded to the easing of lockdown, the number of massive street parties and music events that have taken place, what happened at Bournemouth last week, and ask the Lord for, for common sense to prevail, for people to act responsibly, to think about the effect that their actions could have on others. So, Lord, we do pray for all of those who are in authority. Those people who are charged with managing this current situation. Give wisdom to those who have to decide when it's safe to, to free up the lockdown. And, Lord, we do pray for people to be sensible, to respect the conditions that are set by government and to respect other people around them, Lord. May there be a sense of community and cooperation rather than a sense in places of selfishness. And Lord, we pray for all those people who are working so hard on the front line, all the key workers, NHS staff, emergency services, 
and download as more schools open up, all the teachers and pupils who will be coming back together. We pray for safety and security for them, Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And perhaps as we prepare at St Thomas's for vacancy, as we've, we've said farewell to Kat and she is now in her new parish, parishes, And as Ali continues to serve the Lord here in this place until the time, in a few weeks' time, for, for him to leave us. This morning, shall we pray for our PCC? For the big decisions that they'll have to make. For Bob Nichols. everybody involved in leading us at this time and for Bob Carkey the church warden um, and a thanks to Norman for that for Bob on whose shoulders a lot of the day-to-day -day, uh, responsibilities of the church will fall there are so many people with such big jobs to do at the moment. And shall we pray for patience and for waiting on the Lord to show us where he wants to take us and how that's going to happen. So Lord, we pray for our church here in Farrah, for St. Thomas's, for all the people who are the church. And at this moment, as we look forward into that period of vacancy, we don't know how long that will be. Um, but we pray, Lord, that you will give us that patience that we need and understanding and commitment and community. And we pray for the PCC and for Bob and Bob. They will have big decisions to make in the coming months. And so we pray for your guidance. We pray that they will be open to hear your word as you take us through this interesting and challenging time. And we give thanks for the ministry of Ali and Kat over these recent years. And pray that you'll bless them in their continuing service in a different place as they follow your call.
merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so let's bring our prayers together as we say the Lord's Prayer. I'll be using the traditional form. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Lord, you promise never to leave us or forsake us. Since we are always in your presence, help us always to keep our eyes fixed upon you, that we might follow your lead in the never-ending dance of your life as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you, wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Amen. So thank you for being with us this morning at St Thomas's for morning prayer. Uh, as I say, I do apologise that I wasn't able to see any of the comments or prayers that you are putting up this morning. We know that the Lord will see them. And do have a good day. Stay safe and stay well. Amen. <laughs>